Welcome to season one of the Beacon of Hope podcast with Jesse Kretzer, your host, bringing hope and encouragement to nine to five rebels. Having raised two career musicians, building her own business, and teaching others to do the same, Jesse is intimately familiar with the behind the scenes grit needed to go after your passion. And life experience has taught her this. There are a lot of things you can live without, and hope is not one of them. And now, here's your host, 9 to 5 Rebel herself, Jessie Kretzer. Welcome to Season 1 of the Beacon of Hope podcast. Each week, I interview a 9 to 5 Rebel about their journey. My goal is always to bring practical advice and tips to other 9 to 5 Rebels like myself. Today, my guest is Phoebe Fournier, and Phoebe is actually my business mentor and my business coach on my journey of being a 9 to 5 Rebel, and she has been for the last 15 years. So I'm going to mix it up a little bit today, and this is going to be an unusual episode because I'm going to go around on the other side of the table, metaphorically. And I'm going to give Phoebe the mic, and she's going to interview me about my journey as a 9 to 5 rebel, which is exactly the thing that has inspired me to do what I'm doing and to write this upcoming book. So let me tell you a little bit more about Phoebe before I hand her the mic for the interview. Phoebe has been a visionary with the company that I'm with, which is a 40-year-old company. And she has been at the top of the company for many years. She has coached and mentored others to bring them to the top of the company. But other than that, honestly, Phoebe mentors people in life. She believes in people. She sees potential in people, even when they can't see it themselves. And she brings out the best in so many. I've admired her over the years. And I just thought, it made more sense for Phoebe to interview me than for me to interview Phoebe, my favorite nine to five rebel, Phoebe Fournier. The table is yours. Oh, thank you, Jesse, and what an honor. And uh, I have loved working with you, and it really has been a wonderful journey. And to, to watch you flourish and grow and help others do the same has been such a joy. So for those listening who may not be familiar with you, let's, let's just have you start by telling us about you and what your life was like before you actually started your business. Well, let's see. You know, I was a full-time wife and mother. And I had done that, I call it the best job of the world, for about 12 years. Prior to that, I had been in corporate America and successful as an account rep in a large company. So, you know, for many years, I had not been in the workforce, but now it was time I was looking for a career that I could invest in or a business um, and that, that's kind of how I found this, you know, entrepreneurial spirit that was um, churning in me because I knew as I was going out there interviewing for jobs, something wasn't clicking. And I realized that 
I wanted to work for myself. I wanted that freedom and flexibility that I had enjoyed for 12 years. And so then I, I started looking for something that I could, um, you know, be passionate about and start my own business with. Awesome. Well, what do you, what was it that really attracted to this, uh, you to this particular business or that you've begun? Well, you know, I looked at, um, opening a coffee shop or a boutique because I knew that I love to be around people. And my whole reason for getting back into the, the workforce was to give my sons a debt-free college education. But at the same time, I would be entering into those years of sometimes we call it retirement and I didn't want to start a career that was going to take away any of my life. You know, I used to say you can have golden handcuffs. You can not have a life because you have a job. And I wanted to have an income, but I still wanted to have a life. And so that's why I chose not to open a boutique or a coffee shop. I decided that I would... Um, become a part of this company with you because I was passionate about health and wellness. And this gave me an opportunity to take my passion for health and wellness and not only focus on my own health, but help other people with their health. And in the midst of that, I would be able to build my own business and be in charge of my schedule and who I worked with and those types of things. It just made sense. Yeah, so basically the, the freedom and flexibility was very appealing to you in this particular business model and, and that's what made you say yes to it? Yes, absolutely. When I was going on job interviews where I would be a nine to five hero, is what I call them, <laughs> instead of a nine to five rebel, I knew what I didn't want more than I knew what I did want. And I think sometimes as a nine to five rebel, we have to take a good hard look at what we don't want. And you taught me this, Phoebe, that when we're trying to lay out our goals and our dreams, sometimes we have to think, we forget to how to dream, right? So you taught us that, first of all, look at what you don't want and then turn that around and that becomes your definition of your dreams and your desires and your goals. Absolutely. That's uh, clarity through co contrast. And it's a great way to figure out. So when you have that thought of what you don't want, just being able to, to get really clear and look at that and say, so if I don't want that, what do I want? And yeah, you are, you are definitely a master at that. So this passion for health and wellness, how did that begin? Well, that probably began when I saw my mother at the age of 50 lose her health and be on such a um, tumultuous journey for 11 years from the time she first was diagnosed with cancer till the time that she lost her life 11 years later. 
I walked that journey with her and she had many good years and she was such an encourager even through the difficult times. And that's probably also some of what was contagious for me to have the grit that it, that it takes to um, stay the course as a business owner. But when I saw her get sick, and I saw her lose her life at such a young age. I'm 61, the age that she lost her life. And that lit a fire in me to understand how to take care of myself, understand what I could control. Because many people would say, oh, well, you have bad genes. Your mother had cancer. Your father had cancer. Um, and I, I refused to accept that destiny. And I focused on what I could control. And so I, I started educating myself and that's kind of how this all became, you know, that's, that's where that passion started. That's awesome. And I know that you call yourself a hope dealer. So tell us about that and, and how is your business a vehicle for you to deal hope well i didn't realize it until again i've looked back a lot at how my mother impacted me and here we're doing this interview on mother's day weekend actually so maybe that's bringing her even more to the forefront of my mind but you know she was a hope dealer and i look around at these times that we're in with the virus and i see all four of my sisters dealing hope and you know that's not an accident. That is something that we picked up from how she lived her life through the ups and downs. And so I think as I started my business 15 years ago, I would bring information to people, whether it was about their health or their skin or starting their own business as I would mentor them. I would see them with a bit of hopelessness in their eyes. They've either, they think they've tried everything or they think they already know about everything that's out there. And then I show them something that they didn't know about and they light up. And I'm like, oh, that's hope. Giving someone hope again, that's a great feeling. Mm, it is. and and. One thing I really admire about you is that you have mentored young women for many years. For as long as I've known you, you've had groups of young women that you have given your time to, to support and mentor uh, through your community, through your church. And I know you have a great love for the millennials. What has motivated you to do that? And, and how does it fit into your business now? Well, I think it's a twofold answer. The first thing is I had many great mentors as a young woman through my church, as I became a mom, as I lost my mom, you know, when I still had little children, you still, you really need your mom when you're raising children, right? I had women come alongside me and mentor me and love on me like a mom. I had more than the average person. And I always wondered how would anyone go through life without a mentor? Why did I have so many? 
And it was because I had to go through some difficult seasons of life. And I think the women that were around me saw the difficulties that I had to walk through and they, they came into my life and they held my hand and they showed me the way. And so as I, at one point I was leading women's ministries at my church, I started a mentoring program. That's where this all started, where I started mentoring the, what we call now the millennials. I was mentoring the millennials before they were called millennials. I was mentoring them when they were 14 years old and 16 years old in middle school. And it just kind of grew from there. But then I have two sons that are in that millennial age. And I saw them go through college, come out of college, and I would always be around all their friends. And I realized that the millennial generation had been given kind of a bad rap. You know, they didn't have the opportunities that I had at their age. You know, we just picked from the many jobs that we could um, put in an application for. And if we put in the application, certainly we were going to get an interview, right? That was just a given. And if we got a great job, then in most situations, we were going to have what we used to know as job security. And so I began to see in the millennials that they had lost hope in the American dream. Between college debt and the job market not being what it used to be, they had lost hope. And I'm not saying that every single one in all career um, areas, but I can tell you that I saw a lot of it too much of it. And so that's the other area that I just decided, you know, I'm going to bring hope to this generation and I can show them if they have an entrepreneurial spirit, they can create that job security. And you have a tremendous team of very successful millennials and it's so exciting. You, you really are impacting them in a big way. So you mentioned um, some of the obstacles, or you referred to the fact that you've had obstacles, and you know everyone does. But what what are some of the ones that you have had to overcome, or even your greatest, the greatest obstacle? What would you say it has been for you? You know, it's interesting when you go through something hard, you think to yourself, this is the hardest thing I've ever gone through in my entire life. And then years later, you go through something else hard and you're like, oh, well, that other thing, that was not hard. This is hard. Well, that's kind of what I experienced. Um, just a couple of things. I Let's see, when my mother was in the last probably six months of her life, I had experienced um, a horrendous bike accident a bike accident that took me out of commission. I couldn't take care of her. I couldn't take care of my sons. Everybody else had to take care of me. And I had to undergo about 12 surgeries over a couple of years. I landed on my face and it was not pretty. Let's just say that. Um, and I had to be put back together. During the time I was being put back together, my mother lost her life. And I was, so I lost my mom right in the midst of all of these surgeries. So that was difficult. Being in the season of grieving and being put back together all at the same time and having that just that void in your life. It's one thing to need your mom when times are good, but when times are hard, you really need your mom. 
So it was hard. And so the loss seemed to be even bigger. I've always considered myself an optimist and a positive, upbeat person, easygoing. So to think that I would become depressed? No, not me. I don't become depressed. But through all of that tragedy, I did find myself clinically depressed for a number of years. And that was difficult. I was going through pre-menopause now and facing an empty nest as my two sons would go off to college. So you can just, as a mom, I know you know what that feels like, Phoebe. So it just seemed like one thing after another. And in that season when my boys were in college, my father got cancer and I lost my father at the age of 71. So it just seemed to be one thing after another. Um, My beloved dog, my golden retriever, I lost him just a couple of um, months after I lost my dad while I was living an empty nest. And um, the hardest by far was um, losing, uh, losing my marriage to an unwanted divorce after 30 years of marriage. So I guess building a business, I've always thought it definitely takes some tenacity and some resilience and a lot of things. But sometimes it's the hard things in life that we go through that helps us to help others and it helps us to be the person we need to be to do the things we need to do. Well, I know that, that um, you know, you were building your business through a lot of these obstacles. What was it that gave you your biggest comeback? You know, I think that being surrounded by the people with my company and being encouraged by my clients. I mean, when you start a business, you have no clients, you have no experience for the most part, and you're building something from nothing. And so those relationships that you forge and establish during that time, you know, having you come into my life as a mentor and someone that believed in me and encouraged me, um, having my customers support me and hear me out and be a part of my business, and then to have the opportunity to train others in my business. I think, you know, that's like maybe raising my children. That season was gone, but now I got to raise business owners and leaders. And you've really done that in all walks of life, all professional backgrounds, all these people seeking for the same things you wanted, flexibility and, and uh, freedom and stability for their, their future. And it's wonderful. Well, have you ever been so discouraged that you just wanted to throw in the towel? Well, absolutely, yes. <laughs> what did Mul- you do? <laughs> Multiple times. And actually, I have a chapter coming in the book that'll say, what do you do when you feel like quitting? Um, so I'm going to say it's normal. It's going to happen for all of us. You can quit for 24 hours, and then you have to get back to work. And I just, what did I do? You know, i tell you what I did, Phoebe. When I was looking for the right business and the right company and the right job. 
I really was praying about it. I've always been a praying woman. And so when I made this decision, I felt sure, and I still do to this day, believe it was an answer to prayer. So when I came upon those days when I felt like quitting, I had to remember that the way I live my life, this wasn't my idea. This was an answer to prayer. And so I was going to see it through. And boy, I'm glad that I have. Because this year, 2020, I've seen the height of my career. And it brings me to tears to think of the people in my business that this has changed their lives in such a short period of time in 2020. And if I would have quit, I, where would they be? Exactly. Exactly. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, you know, we're talking about changing lives. What has been your biggest transformation through this process of growing and building your business? I think my biggest transformation has been why I started 15 years ago and why I do it now. Why I started 15 years ago was to give my sons a debt-free education. And really, after that, I could pretty much hang it up and go sit on the beach and read books, which I love to do, and write books. But I have a fresh why my boys have their debt-free education. They're in the career of their choice. They're doing what they love for a living and they're making a living. Now I get to live my purpose. I get to make a difference. And that is my why. Living on purpose and living with a purpose. Where If you can make a difference, that's not something you retire from. Exactly. So, so true. So what would you say to a nine to five rebel that can no longer silence that fire in their belly and they're really ready to make the leap? What would you say to them? Well, I, I think I would say there comes a point where you have to stop trying to figure out how it's going to work. You can analyze it so much that you get in analysis paralysis. You have to do your homework. You have to understand what you're stepping into. But once you've done that, there's going to be a moment where you just have to jump in and trust that you will figure out how to do it, how it works, because it's ever changing. So you can't figure it out before you step in. You have to step in to figure it out. Mm, I love that. That is so good. <clears throat> well, I guess in closing, you always ask this, but I just had another question come to mind. So I'm going to. I'm, I'm going to just ask because a lot of people who start their business, as, you know, when you're a business owner and, you know, it's, you're, you get to be your own boss and you get to choose your schedule and you get to um, really put your whole heart into it. 
But sometimes, and we know that there have to be seasons of maybe being out of balance, but I know that balance is really a key thing to you. And I feel like for your listeners, for you to share just a little bit about your journey of learning about balance and creating it. Well, yes, I actually, what I, I do an exercise for the last five years, I've done this exercise. It's, it's getting your one word, your focus word for the year. And there's a book that was written by John Gordon called One Word, and it tells you how to get that process to get your word. And a couple of years ago, my word was relax. And that was hilarious to me as a type A driven type of person. Finally, I realized, yeah, it's relax. As much as I don't want to admit it, the exercise has made it very clear. That's my word. And that was one of my best years ever in my business, the year I relaxed. And then the year after relax, I get the word balance. And I'm like, that's interesting. So I'm going to run everything I do through the filter of the word balance for the year. And that is that has helped me in terms of life because it's one thing to have goals and dreams and go after things. But in order to have the richness of life, you have to have balance. And so that's a hard one for me because I, I love to be active and I love to, to just go for things, but I've learned that balance makes all the difference in the world. It's really hard. It's hard to describe what's come out of that but I think balance is going to stay in there is my word for for a lifetime and I want to teach other people how to have balance and I want to challenge myself every day to have balance Phoebe yes and I think that um you know for a lot of us because we are you know high achievers uh, we are people that really have a passion and desire for making a difference that we can let it absorb our lives and um, creating a space for balance in your life where it actually, they've proven that just taking, taking that, um, that break from the work, um, you know, turn it off and focus on other important things in your life. Uh, your loved ones, your family, your being in, out in the environment, whatever fuels you, it helps you to go come back even stronger. So I think you are a great example of someone who has integrated balance and been able to still, and actually, like you said, your best month ever was last month. And, um, and you were really busy, but you were also at the beach a few times, uh, probably regularly, um, and doing other things that refreshed you and, and help you to keep that, that balance of what is important. And so I so admire that in you. So I know your last question that you've been asking people this whole season, and now I get to ask you. Please speak to the discouraged nine to five rebel, that person out there who needs that word of encouragement. What would you say to them? Oh, wow. That is, it's a little harder today to answer that question 
not because I can't think of a way to encourage them, but because there's so many right now in the midst of this um, stay-at-home order and uh, only essential businesses being open. There's so many nine-to-five rebels, our small business heroes of this country who need our encouragement. And I'll tell you what I've said to some of them is that what happens in hard times is that the heart of a business is exposed. If there's greed, it will be the light will spotlight will shine on it. If this business owner and this business is a generous, heartfelt business, it becomes known to the world and to the community. And that is what is being seen right now. And on the other side of this, they just have to hang on and stay the course because they are going to be the ones to flourish and thrive on the other side of this crisis. And I believe that with all of my heart. Business owners are there for each other. They, um, there's a community of these nine to five rebels, and I want to make sure they know each other and they support each other and they, they love on each other. And I, I know that it's a cycle and we have to go through hard times. This just happens to be bigger than we thought and it's lasting longer than we expected. But it's no different than any other hard time that every business owner faces. And we will be better on the other side of it. We have to believe that. That's right. The rainbow, right? Yes, absolutely. Rainbow after the storm. And thank you, Jesse, for all you do to encourage entrepreneurship, to encourage small business owners to stay the course and to be their best to help their community. And um, I just applaud you and I applaud all of them. And thank you so much for letting me join you today. Well, thank you, Phoebe. And thank you for, um, thank you for agreeing to interview me. Um, I just, I've admired you. I've been blessed to have a mentor like you and to see how many lives you've impacted. You have not only spoken into my life on some of those hard days, you've been up late with me many a times, right? What you're two hours different time frame. So you have stayed up late and we've gotten up early together. And you've also spoken into many of my leaders and encouraged them. And I thank you so much. And to see um, a woman like my mother that made a difference every day of her life, I know that's Phoebe. She's a woman that's going to make a difference every day of her life. So thank you. It's a privilege to have you in my life. Thank you, Jesse. I love you dearly. Well, you have a great Mother's Day weekend. I should say happy Mother's Day to you. And you too. And all of your listeners. Thank you. Hey there, 9 to 5 Rebel. We are so grateful you chose to make time for yourself by listening in today. Be sure to tune in next week as Jesse delivers yet another dose of hope for your entrepreneurial spirit. If the Rebel in you has been inspired today, will you please subscribe or leave us a five-star review? Help us reach other 9 to 5 Rebels like yourself because the world definitely needs more people doing what they love for a living. And while you're at it, go ahead and share this episode with a friend. To learn more about your Beacon of Hope podcast host, Jesse Kretzer, 
just visit her website at jessiekretzer.com to subscribe to her blog, or you can connect with her directly on Facebook at Jesse Robison Kretzer or Instagram at beacon of hope underscore JK.